Good evening. Welcome. It is nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. You can call me there as well. Get me on social media at EW Erickson on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Uh, There is a phrase in campaigns called peaking too soon. Uh, Peaking too soon is is you get all your momentum going, everything headed in your direction, and and things kind of fall apart towards the end. People tune out. Uh, You don't want to peak too soon. You don't want your polling to go up so high that the only way for the polling to go after that is down. Uh, Kristen Sinema in Arizona is one of those who peaked too soon, and now the Republicans are trotting out all their opposition research against her. We'll get into that. Elizabeth Warren has probably peaked too soon. We'll get into her Focahontas nonsense. This is probably the funniest story of the day. Uh, but the big story, the story with most significance to your daily life, is the Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams campaign and Stacey Abrams trying to avoid peaking too soon by suddenly now getting a bunch of national media attention. She was on with Jake Tapper this weekend on CNN. She was on with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press answering questions, focusing on the voter suppression. The, the, this is this is the issue about which she has been passionate for a very long time. She's conducted uh, numerous unsuccessful voter registration drives over the years. And it seems one of the things that isn't being said is that these 53, it was 57, now they're saying it's 53,000 people who can't vote actually can vote. They just have to take their ID to the polls. But on top of that, there's another issue, and it is that many of these people didn't fill out their voter registration paperwork. It was other people, probably those affiliated with the Abrams campaign, they filled it out and screwed it up. So the people who are being disenfranchised, they probably weren't even going to show up anyway. If you're an old, if you're over 30 years old and you have never registered to vote, the odds of you showing up in November to vote are slim to none to begin with. But they got registered and now they've given a headline and it looks like Brian Kemp is denying people the right to vote. And that's simply not true. Georgia is a state where the law has an exact match law. And that means your voter registration paperwork has to exactly match your driver's license. If it doesn't, what you have to do is show up at the polls with your driver's license and get it fixed on the day you vote. Now, the Democrats are leaving that part out of the story. And here's a big fear that some Democrats are starting to express. The the anger and rage about this is going to keep some people from voting in November. By saying all these people are having their votes denied, by saying Brian Kemp is suppressing the vote, by saying Brian Kemp is throwing people off the rolls, they're going to keep people from showing up. People are going to say, well, my vote doesn't matter, so why should I go vote? And it's a fair point. And by the way, yes, that's what the Democrats are doing, and it is very intentional. They don't want black voters to show up and vote. The Democrats don't. Huh? That's so counterintuitive. What? No, I haven't lost my mind. Bear with me. There's a method to the madness here. What is the maximum percentage vote for Democrats in Georgia statewide? The answer is 45%. Michelle Nunn against David Perdue got 45% of the vote. Roy Barnes against... Um, against Nathan Deal, got 45% of the vote. Roy Barnes against Sonny Purdue got 45% of the vote. 
Jason Carter against um, Nathan Deal got 44% of the vote. Uh, what's his name, uh, who ran against Saxby Chambliss, uh, got um, 45% of the vote. Democrats in Georgia get 45% of the vote. And Democrats in Georgia have been peddling this myth to major donors that the state has dramatically shifted in their direction. Except what do all the polls show right now? Stacey Abrams has 45% of the vote. The only poll that shows Stacey Abrams with more than 45% of the vote is Stacey Abrams' own poll. Every outside poll has Stacey Abrams at 45% of the vote. Some of them have Brian Kemp tied. Some of them have Brian Kemp ahead. All of them have Stacey Abrams at 45% of the vote. She is at the Democratic ceiling in Georgia. She has nowhere to go. But she has been pushing a mythology for four years that she is an expert at getting people registered to vote. She has been pushing a mythology that she could drive up the vote. She's been pushing a mythology that she would build a coalition of progressive black and urban white voters and they would push her across the finish line. She's been pushing a mythology that Georgia is now a purple state or a blue state. She's been pushing a mythology that the Democrats could finally seize power. Interestingly enough, four years ago, when um, when Jason Carter was running against Nathan Deals, she was thinking it was going to be 2022 or so before Democrats could take power. But now she's the nominee and she thinks now is the time. Except she has hit her peak. She's hit her ceiling. She has nowhere to go. So what she's got to do is she's got to convince everyone that the reason she lost is not because she's been wrong all this time, not that she's been invested in pushing a mythology all this time. It's that Brian Kemp stole the election. She's got to tell people that Brian Kemp suppressed the vote. Brian Kemp denied people the right to vote. Brian Kemp and those awful Republicans, they rigged it so she couldn't win. And so we're going to have to mobilize the outrage. And in four more years, she'll be able to do it. That's what's happening right now. But here's the thing. She has gotten some voters really fired up. And early voting has begun. Republicans in Georgia are kind of worried that it's going to be close. Republicans in Georgia are worried about the down-ballot races. No one really thinks that Brian Kemp is going to lose, even among the Democrats. But it looks like so many Republicans have convinced themselves he's going to win that they're phoning it in. And they may think he's got it in the bag so they don't go show up. Or they go show up and they check the box for Brian Kemp and leave. And the down-ballot races, it's the state legislature in Georgia that's going to be impacted. Republicans in Georgia aren't really worried about Brian Kemp. They're worried about the down-ballot races. They're worried about how many seats they lose in the House and the Senate. Because they are deeply worried that Republicans have gotten so confident in Georgia that it's going to hurt those down-ballot races. And it's all this very weird election day jockeying for position and messaging situation. But among Democrats nationally, the reason that some of them have become upset with Stacey Abrams here at the end of the campaign is because they're convinced she's talking down her own base. 
they've become convinced that Stacey Abrams, by pushing this this voter registration message that Brian Kemp is denying people the right to vote, that they're sending all sorts of messages that, hey, don't even bother going to vote because you're not going to be able to impact things. But she's got to do that. Stacey Abrams has to convince Democrats to not go vote now. And the reason Stacey Abrams has to convince Democrats not to go vote is because she's already lost. So now she's got to make it look like the deck was stacked against her and Brian Kemp cheated because she's been telling George Soros types for years now, not just Soros, but all sorts of major left-wing activist groups nationally who have invested in her nonprofits to do voter registration in Georgia, to do all of these things in Georgia. She's convinced them all that she was going to do great, that she had the voter registration map down. And so now we're having all these screaming and complaints because it really hadn't panned out the way she promised. And she can't admit that it's her fault. The Democrats can't admit it's their fault. So it's got to be Brian Kemp's fault. They got to make him the fall guy, not for the voters, but for the Democratic donors whose money they still want to come into Georgia to try to swing it to the Democratic side. They're going to say, ah, that Brian Kemp guy, he stole this election. He stole it from us. If you'll keep sending us more money after we blow it all, we'll eventually win. Y'all, with all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where our data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing your email could put your private information at risk. You're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, your mobile provider, your internet provider. Not only can they record your browsing history, they can often sell it to other companies who want to profit from your information. And you know this is true. You, you go on Facebook and you look at something and next thing you know, all of a sudden you see these ads. Or as a friend of mine did, you order a cheese plate on an airliner with your credit card. And next thing you know, on Facebook, all your ads are for that cheese company. Privacy is at stake these days. And when I'm at home, I don't worry about it. But when I'm traveling more and more, I use ExpressVPN to ensure my privacy. ExpressVPN has easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN only takes a click and it secures and makes your internet browsing anonymous by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. So protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash E-R-I-C-K for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. Welcome back. It's 27 after the hour. Y'all, when we come back, we got to get into what Hillary Clinton said. And Elizabeth Warren, she's an Indian or maybe she's Hispanic. We'll see. My goodness gracious. Welcome back. It's 41 after the hour. Um, uh, my goodness, so the Cherokee Nation has released a statement. I'm going to re- read this for you. A DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. 
tribal sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship. And while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses, while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens, whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Ouch! Ouch. Now, the Democrats, you should know, or, or um, Elizabeth Warren is trying to walk this back now and say that, well, this was just Donald Trump denying her her right to claim that she had any sort of Native American. Error. But no, no, no. I want you to listen to Elizabeth Warren herself from several years ago. As a kid, I never asked my mom for documentation when she talked about our Native American heritage. What kid would? But I knew my father's family didn't like that she was part Cherokee and part Delaware. So my parents had to elope. Let me be clear. I never asked for and never got any benefit because of my heritage. The people who hired me have all said they didn't even know about it. I'm Elizabeth Warren. I approve this message. Scott Brown can continue attacking my family, but I'm going to keep fighting for yours. That, yes, that's Elizabeth Warren running against Scott Brown, making a big deal out of this, that that her parents had to elope because her mom was Cherokee. Her bigoted grandparents didn't like it. She's attacking her own family. Turns out it's not true. It's not true. She's 1,024th, potentially, uh, Central or South American. Now, why do I say that? Because they didn't actually test for American Indian DNA, they tested for Colombian, Peruvian, or Mexican as the closest comparable because when you're going back that far, you don't have enough uh, American Indian DNA to test. So they tested for Central or South American DNA. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the good news is she's more Hispanic than Beto O'Rourke, but nonetheless, it's such a nonsensical story. Now to the phones, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Rick in Stone Mountain, you're up first. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you, sir? Great. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Heard a rumor today that if elected, Brian Kemp will have the movie industry out of Georgia within (laughs) six months. No. And, and, you know. Let me tell you the other rumor the Democrats are pushing right now, that Brian Kemp has been caught on tape saying the N-word. Um, that the, the, <laughs> okay. the, the Democrats All are pushing right. that one too. They, they're pushing the, he's going to get rid of the film industry in Georgia, that he's on tape saying something racist, um, that, that Casey Cagle gave it to, to Stacey Abrams. So it must be true. Uh, th- these are all rumors that, that the Democrats are pushing because they're desperate. None of them are true. Uh, and it's, it's, so what this one comes from is the religious liberty issue that Kemp said he would sign into law a, uh, state version of federal RIFRA. 30 other states have it. Uh, many of them have large film industries and suddenly the Democrats say, oh, if he does this, the Hollywood film industry will, will leave. And it's not true. Uh, at this point, the Democrats have no message for Stacey Abrams to run on other than Brian Kemp is bad. And I don't think that's going to be a winning message for him. Uh, the hysteria out there among the Democrats right now over this stuff is getting out of hand. Uh, when we come back, more of your phone calls, 404-872-0750, wsb talk
It is 54 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Travis in Lilburn, you are next. Welcome. Yes, over the weekend I picked up a tweet from a prosecutor in the city of South Fulton named LaDawn Jones. And it was, they were offering offenders $50 off their citation if they would register to vote or prove that they were registered to vote. Is, is this illegal under Georgia law? I, I would think so. I, Section 21-2570. I need to track down the tweet in question to see, but yeah, I don't but, think you if can. You, if you uh, hashtag South Fulton Strong. And scroll down a couple of pages. Here. I will check that out, Travis. Thanks. Yeah, yes, I'm. I'm interested to see if this is that's that's new to me. Um, we will find it. Michael in Atlanta, you're next. Hey, Eric. So, um, they've been playing this snippet of Eric Holder on TV where he's pretty much saying, "When they go low, we knee them in the face." Right. Um, and I saw a Stacey Abrams poster on the wall where he's making this statement. Was he at an Abrams event? He was at her campaign office. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So he, so she's all in support of this type of conversation? Yep. Yep. Wow. Oh, totally, totally. Yes. Uh, Eric Holder made the statement about kicking Republicans. Uh, when they go low, kick them. Uh, he made that at Stacey Abrams' campaign office uh, doing a rally. Yes. Um, I think that's something that people miss. You know, by the way, there's a developing security situation at Senator Susan Collins's home in Bangor, Maine. Uh, a heavy police presence uh, is there now, according to press reports on the ground. A, a, apparently, a envelope arrived earlier with a suspicious substance in it. Susan Collins was not home. Her husband was in the house, uh, received the envelope, uh, called authorities. Susan Collins is on her way there now. Uh, but yes, uh, another another act uh, over the weekend in uh, Portland, Oregon, Antifa attacked people at a peaceful rally. The Democrats more and more getting violent out there. Uh, now you got the Elizabeth Warren nonsense. And on top of that, the Khashoggi story out of Turkey. I, I've avoided it, but we may need to delve into this. And of course, Beto O'Rourke, his campaign floundering in Texas as people pour money in. Good evening. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. It is nine after the hour. Now, Brian Kemp is on a tour southwest Georgia. And he is asking for supplies for Hurricane Michael disaster relief. Uh, I put this on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. You can go to E.W. Erickson at either of those and see. Tomorrow, they're collecting supplies 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. They need bottled water. They need cleaning supplies, bleach, mold removal supplies. Um, basically, bleach and bottled water uh, they could really use if you want to deliver those uh, on to the campaign headquarters, West Paces Ferry Road, tomorrow between 10 and 3 
please do. You can go um, Instagram.com slash EW Erickson, Twitter.com slash EW Erickson. You can find the information. But, 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 Stacey Abrams, while Kemp was touring Southwest Georgia, checking out, making sure people would be able to vote, Stacey Abrams was making the rounds on national press, CNN and, and, and NBC meet the press. Uh, claiming that Brian Kemp was denying people the right to vote. An amazing juxtaposition. Brian Kemp is actually touring South Georgia, looking at polling facilities to make sure people would be able to conduct the election, while Stacey Abrams was on TV accusing him of suppressing the vote. But it gets better. She went on with my buddy Chuck Todd on NBC. <gasps> I know people will be outraged, Chuck and her friends. I'll be on uh, Meet the Press uh, in two weeks. Uh, nonetheless... I want you to listen to this exchange between Chuck Todd and Stacey Abrams. Let me start with the impact of Hurricane Michael, particularly on southwest Georgia. I know your opponent is going to be touring the area uh, this week in his capacity as Secretary of State, he says, to, to see how uh, local officials are going to be able to see if they can handle the start of early voting tomorrow. Uh, let me ask you, what do you know uh, about the area, uh, how things are going are they ready to, to be worrying about early voting yet, or do they need to be worrying about getting the power on? I, I think it's going to be a combination. Uh, areas like Albany or Glasgow County, Terrell and parts of southwest Georgia were very strongly devastated. Okay, you, you give this, let, let's play this one more time. One more time. Let's start with the impact of Hurricane Michael, particularly on southwest Georgia. I know your opponent is going to be touring the area. Uh, this week in his capacity as Secretary of State, he says, to, to see how uh, local officials are going to be able to see if they can handle the start of early voting tomorrow. Uh, let me ask you, what do you know uh, about the area, uh, how things are going? Are they ready to, to be worrying about early voting yet, or do they need to be worrying about getting the power on? I, I think it's going to be a combination. Uh, areas like Albany or Glasgow County, Terrell and parts of southwest georgia were very strongly devastated glasgow county was very strongly devastated according to stacy abrams albany and glasgow county were devastated there's no such thing as glasgow county in georgia it doesn't exist he asked her what she knows about southwest georgia she comes up with a county that doesn't exist and she wants to be the governor of all Georgians, even the made-up ones, I guess. Maybe maybe it's in one of Obama's 57 states out there. I have no idea. This is the most profound thing, folks. Uh, she's saying Brian Kemp wants to stop people from voting. I wonder if she could make up the difference in Glasgow County. <laughs> maybe, maybe she could get voters from Glasgow County. I wonder if they all have a Scottish accent as well. Hey, we're here to vote. <laughs> Stacey Abrams. <laughs> yeah, Glasgow. And yeah, I think you could tell that she realized she had just said, uh, is that one of the counties in Southwest Georgia? Because she has this pulse. Just listen one more time. Let me start with the impact of Hurricane Michael, particularly on Southwest Georgia. I know your opponent is going to be touring the area uh, this week in his capacity as Secretary of State, he says, to, to see how uh, local officials are going to be able to see if they can handle the start of early voting tomorrow. Uh, let me ask you, what do you know uh, about the area, uh, how things are going? Are they ready to, to be worrying about early voting yet, or do they need to be worrying about getting the power on? I, I think it's going to be a combination. 
areas like Albany or Glasgow County, Terrell and parts of southwest Georgia were very strongly devastated. <laughs> Glasgow County. Oh, my goodness. Now, look, there are 159. I couldn't tell you all the counties in Georgia, but I'm not running for governor of Georgia. <laughs> Meanwhile, by the way, so our last caller, I went and tracked it down. Sure enough, this is this is a this is a story here. Uh, an unusual voter registration drive. Dale Russell has this story up, but unusual voter registration drive inside a courtroom in session has caught the eye of the, the Fox five I team An Atlanta area prosecutor offered defendants in South Fulton municipal court reduced fines if they registered to vote or had already registered to vote. LaDawn Blackett Jones has been solicitor, is city solicitor of South Fulton Municipal Court since its first day in operation, January of this year. Last Wednesday, Ms. Jones told defendants she could recommend reducing their traffic tickets or city ordinance fine if they registered to vote or could show they had registered to vote. But there's a problem. It is a felony under state and federal law. Uh, Brian Tyson, an election attorney, says under state and federal law, it's a felony. The reality is a prosecutor would have to look at the case and decide if they want to bring the case. But if you're reducing people's uh, fines, well, that is a pretty clear cut violation of state and federal law, folks. That's amazing. Uh, 52 USC 10307, uh, federal law, 52 United States code title, 52, of the U S code section 10307, uh, offering anything of value to register to vote is a felony. Uh, it appears Ms. Jones may need to consult some legal advice herself. So you got uh, Stacey Abrams is making up counties in South Georgia. You've got Democratic city solicitors in South Fulton County bribing people to vote, uh, to register to vote. You've got Brian Kemp actually touring Southwest Georgia, doing his job, making sure people will be able to vote. And, and Abrams is going on national TV, blowing up, saying he's denying people the right to vote. No, actually, he was in Southwest Georgia, including probably touring the fictional counties to make sure that even the fictional people would be able to vote. Uh, my goodness gracious, the Democrats have come all the rails. Again, this goes back to my very first hour and the very first point I made at this point, Democrats are talking their own voters out of voting because they know it's going bad for them. And they've got to explain to the major democratic donors around the nation, why they blew it so bad in Georgia, because Georgia after, after Beto O'Rourke sucked all the cash out in Texas, Georgia was giving them some hope. And now they've got to lay the groundwork for, well, Brian Kemp stole the election. He apparently, I mean, he may have. <laughs> Glasgow County. Yeah, they're, they're conjuring voters from fictitious counties to offset the 53,000 people who they say can't go vote, but actually can go vote if they just bring their driver's license. How many, by the way, how many of those 53,000 people aren't going to go vote now because the Abrams campaign went on national television and said Brian Kemp is suppressing them from voting by denying the registration when actually if they just showed up at the polls with their driver's license, they'd be able to vote. But now they won't go vote. 
If this race, it's not going to be this close, but if it was 53,000, I would laugh my butt. I would spend my entire two-hour show just laughing into the microphone <laughs> that, that these people, it's not that he stopped them from voting. It's that the Democrats told him, don't even bother to show up because you can't vote. When actually the KIPP campaign's been out there saying, and the Secretary of State's office been out there saying, yes, actually, just bring your driver's license. It'll be okay. No, 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 according to the Democrats. Unless they're in Glasgow County, then they have fictional teleporter, teleportation machines that can get them to the right polling location. Y'all, with all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where our data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing your email could put your private information at risk. You're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, your mobile provider, your internet provider. Not only can they record your browsing history, they can often sell it to other companies who want to profit from your information. And you know this is true. You, you go on Facebook and you look at something and next thing you know, all of a sudden you see these ads. Or as a friend of mine did, you order a cheese plate on an airliner with your credit card. And next thing you know, on Facebook, all your ads are for that cheese company. Privacy is at stake these days. And when I'm at home, I don't worry about it. But when I'm traveling more and more, I use ExpressVPN to ensure my privacy. ExpressVPN has easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN only takes a click and it secures and makes your internet browsing anonymous by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. So protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash E-R-I-C-K for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. I have found the video file. I'm going to make sure to post the video of <laughs> Glasgow County. By the way, you should know we had a caller who called in and said maybe the illegals can go vote in Glasgow County and they'll be made legal. Actually, you know, in this lawsuit against Brian Kemp over the voters, you need to know that in the lawsuit, the Democrats are asking a federal judge to allow provisional ballots of people who are not American citizens to count. I'm not making that up. The Democrats have filed a lawsuit over this, uh, over these people who they, they claim are being denied the right to vote and they're not. And one of the things they're saying is that people who are listed as uh, if their provisional ballots are flagged as being cast by non-American citizens that those provisional ballots should be allowed to be cast anyway. A provisional ballot is when you show up in a, at a, a polling location and you say, I'm supposed to vote here. And they say, well, you're not on the record. You cast a provisional ballot. And if they verify that's you, then you're allowed to vote. What this is saying, what the Democratic lawsuit is saying, is that if these people are listed as being non-citizens, that their vote should still be allowed to be cast. That's what the Democrats are doing. I'm not making that up. Um, I, I also, I have tracked down the video of the made-up county. I will get that up at theresurgent.com during the commercial break so you can see it for yourself. You've heard it. You'll be able to see it for yourself. Glasgow County. It's not actually a real place. It's where all the fictional voters come from, though. It's 
It's 40 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. Welcome back. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I'm going to close out the radar now because we're really hitting a ton on here. Unless if you are headed east and you go past Covington and you head towards Madison and Greensboro, you got a lot of storms out there. Um, they go up to Athens. But inside the major part of the listening area, they're just, they're really getting anything right now. Light sprinkles on the south side. That's about it. Uh, so I got to tell on myself real quick. Um, I I preached this weekend in Texas uh, to at the Ethics Religious Liberty Commission. And I, I preached on Lazarus, um, John chapter 11, on suffering families and the goodness of God. You can go to theresurgent.com or you can go to my Facebook page if you want. Uh, I have the entire sermon is up. You can see the video of it. But so I, yes, I was in Texas preaching and then uh, took Delta home. Now I thought I recognized the stewardess. I just, she, she looked very familiar and I got up uh, when we could, it was a horrible weather and I had to go to the bathroom. I should have before I got on the plane and it didn't. So Went, went to the restroom, and when I came back, there was a nice glass of bourbon sitting there waiting for me. And she came up, was as nice as she could be. She had gone to the Bourbon and Butts event, and she knew I would like a glass of bourbon. The, the, the irony knows no bounds, having gone to a Baptist event to, to speak, and now I'm on the plane, and she's poured me a glass of bourbon that I didn't ask for. I was, I, I was perfectly happy, but, but... Every time she'd come past, she'd, it was the never, never ending glass, and I couldn't finish it. <laughs> Y'all, I got off that plane, and my lips were numb. I, I had to go sit in my car and wait so that I could drive. I could not drive home. I was in no condition when I landed to be able to, and, and I, I never, I didn't finish the glass. <laughs> She wasn't going to let me just as nice as she could be. Um, just uh, very, very nice. Uh, I believe that, that um, she, she will be back to bourbon and butts with her husband. Um, just, just a super person had a very good conversation, but yeah, that, wow. Um, wasn't expecting that. My wife says I snored all night, Saturday night. <laughs> of course I did. Now y'all, the Democrats are melting down. The odds are right now that the Republicans still lose the House of Representatives, and the blame game has already started, which is never a good sign for the House Republicans. But the Democrats thought the Senate might be within their reach, and it's not. I mean, that Arizona Democrat, uh, Kristen Cinema, it's now come out this afternoon that she was encouraging witches to come to an anti-war rally and cast spells at the rally. No, I'm not making that up. She's like Christine O'Donnell, but a Democrat. So the media is trying to ignore it. Uh, and you can hear it. You can hear it even on MSNBC. I got to play this audio for you. Listen to this. This is from MSNBC. There was so much talk, or there is so much talk about the blue wave. When we all went through the Kavanaugh experience in the last few weeks, many people said this is going to drive more Democrats to go out and vote. But if you actually look at the polls, they've tightened. They've tightened. This Kavanaugh situation has hurt Democrats in the way that they handled it. We knew the Democrats were excited to vote before. We know through the Kavanaugh confirmation, now a lot more Republicans are excited to vote. One of the things Democrats have been pushing uh, is they're sort of the moral leaders, and they have been pointing the finger at Republicans. And something sort of got... 
muzzled in the last few weeks that when it, you sit down with, with even a centrist and you talk about the Kavanaugh confirmation, whether it's my feelings or not, they're quickly saying it's not just dirty politics on one side and Merrick Garland on one side, the way Mitch McConnell handled it. More and more people are saying they don't like the way Democrats handled it. Yeah, I know I'm going to hear from half the Judiciary Committee. And so will I. I, 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 I. It pains me to say this, but... The Senate Democrats were incredibly ineffective in the Kavanaugh hearings. I think that depressed Democratic feelings about the contrast between the parties. Otherwise, I agree. This, this, this just drove a fire under the Republican base. Oh, poor babies. Y'all, this is, and now they're coming after Beto O'Rourke in Texas. Let's talk about races. I've got to ask you about Chris. This is uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Texas, man you work for. Beto O'Rourke is just blowing the roof off with small dollar donations. $38 million in the last three months alone. He has spent $15 million already on TV ads against Ted Cruz. But the latest New York Times poll shows him uh, trailing Cruz by eight points. It does. Quinnipiac has him down now. And what he's, he's he achieved for that money is he is now the most unpopular statewide official in the, or statewide figure in, the, in Texas. Is that, is, is that what's going on here? Yeah, it is. He is absolutely. Because uh, he has sort of nationalized his figure, he's taken stands that do a great job raising money from a national liberal base. But all he's done is just cannibalize. We've gone to Heidi Heitkamp or Claire McCaskill or other Democrats that could have saved their seats that are probably now going to go down to defeat while Rourke is on this vanity mission that is just, uh, that is just basically flushing money down the toilet. Yeah. Yes, uh, that was Chris Wilson talking. He's Ted Cruz's bolster. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he also, I, I think he's worked with David Perdue as well. And, and he's right. And the Democrats are realizing this. He, even Vanity Fair now is throwing Beto under the bus saying, enough, send your money elsewhere. He can't win. But it's funny. One of the things that they're doing in this Vanity Fair piece came out today is poor Beto. He has such low name ID among Hispanic voters. If he had better his if he had better name ID among Hispanic voters, he would be winning. Actually, the, the woman who did this, she's linking to something. The data is from the spring when he was in the primary. He's now got ninety six percent name recognition among Hispanic voters, and you know what's happened? His popularity among Hispanic voters has tanked. The more people in Texas get to know Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis, Beto Male O'Rourke, the less they like him. People just don't like Beto males. It's like Pajama Boy all over again. They're going with Ted Cruz. He's going to win. It is 54 after the hour. I have put up the video of Stacey Abrams making up a county in Georgia. Uh, you know, I, I feel the need to be fair here. There is a, a unincorporated area uh, near Thomasville, Georgia. And it is called Glasgow. It is a, a, is it even on the map? I don't know that it's even on the map. Um, and But she said Glasgow County. And she very clearly seemed to realize that she had said something she shouldn't have. And, but she didn't walk it back. Uh, Glasgow County now, one for the books. Uh, you can see the video for yourself at theresurgent.com. One more word on the Elizabeth Warren nonsense today. Uh, The media is claiming that she has proof that she's an American Indian. She doesn't. Uh, It it is 1 1,024th possibility. The possibility is 1 1,024th part of her DNA is American Indian. And what they actually tested was Colombian, Peruvian, and Mexican 
descent because they thought that would be better for people who came across the the Bering Straits uh, thousands of years ago. I mean, you know, if it's that far back, it's like her great, 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 great grandfather or grandmother. I mean, she really could be kissing cousins to Pocahontas from way back then. Nonetheless, Democrats are livid about her doing this today. Uh, It distracts overall from from Democratic gains. It gives the Republicans something else to point at as ridiculous from the Democrats. But more than that, if you're Joe Biden, you got to be loving life today. Because Elizabeth Warren has been out longer than most, with the exception of Bernie Sanders, trying to build herself up as a viable alternative to Joe Biden. And what this does today is it reveals very much that she is not a competent candidate for national office. She has distracted from the Democratic message in ways the Democrats don't like. She has... Uh, given the Republicans a new talking point, claiming her and the media claiming she was CC, she's American Indian, and the Republicans are like, no, no, she she tested, she tested for Colombian, Peruvian, and Mexican heritage, not for American Indian heritage. Uh, American Indians are coming out with just gusto this afternoon, savaging her, uh, bashing her for uh, her statements, uh, claiming she's not American Indian, and. This just this does her no good for 2020. This hurts her for 2020. This shows her to not be the candidate people thought she was. She's actually a pretty terrible national candidate and will get no traction outside of Massachusetts. Joe Biden, CNN says today a third of Democrats are ready for him and he's smiling big today. 